Golden State Warriors basketball. Shoots over Danny Green. Rainbow! Nothing but net! How did he do it? The fifth three-point shot of the night for Steph Curry. This is Warriors Roundtable with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Game two of the road trip did not go as planned. As the Chicago Bulls took control of the game in the second quarter, they would not let up. Golden State ends up with a 20-point loss, one of their worst defeats of the season. Hi, everybody. I'm Tim Roy, inviting you once again to take a seat around the Warriors Weekly Roundtable here on CanBR 680, the sports leader. The Warriors will look to get back on the winning track tomorrow night when they take on the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. 4.45 is the airtime. Warriors and Knicks tomorrow night along the Golden State Warriors radio network. Now, last night, notwithstanding, we have a great show for you. The Golden State Warriors pulled off one of the better deals at the trading deadline by acquiring Steve Blake from the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll find out more about Steve Blake and how he hopes to help the Warriors get to the playoffs and make some noise for the second year in a row. We'll also check in with a guy who continues to strive for the NBA dream, and that is Hilton Armstrong, on a 10-day contract called up from Santa Cruz. He could easily be overseas, making a lot more money, but his dream is to stay in the NBA. A very nice young man, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. We'll find out what the Warriors are doing lately off the floor to help make the Bay Area an even better place to live. I will answer some of your questions on Warriors Vox. It's Warriors V-O-X on the Twitter, or you can send me an email at Timroy, T-I-M-R-O-Y-E, at Warriors.com. And during Warriors Vox, we will celebrate one of the great moments of recent Warriors history, because it was one year ago today that Stephen Curry scored a career-high 54 points right here in New York at Madison Square Garden. You remember the scenario. David Lee got suspended because of the incident with Roy Hibbert in Indiana. The Warriors came in undermanned and almost pulled off a big upset. Steph Curry was fantastic that night. 54 points. Of course, the Warriors with a rematch with the Knicks tomorrow night. It's all this hour on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable, so stay where you are and listen in. It promises to be another great show. A quick reminder, Warrior fans, that you can renew your season tickets tonight and be automatically entered for a chance to compete in the on-court shootout during select Warriors home games, and it's good for a chance to win up to $27,500 cash. Call 888-GSW-HOOP and press 1 to renew your season tickets by March 17th and save no purchase necessary to enter or to win. One of the big problems for Golden State all year long has been their bench, but Steve Blake is giving them, as Mark Jackson says, a calming influence for the Warriors' bench. He also provides a guy that will knock down an open shot. He's my guest on the Warriors' weekly roundtable when we continue on KBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Lee wrestles away the rebound, leads the three on two, finds Bogut running the floor, and he throws it down with two hands. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Blake now guarded by Mosey Yunus. Backs him up, shoots a three left side. Got it! With three seconds to go in the corner. What's well, Warriors Weekly Roundtable? I'm Tim Roy, joined by the newest Golden State Warrior. And that is Steve Blake. Always a transition when you get uh, traded. How is it going for you? It's been going uh, extremely well. Um, the team is winning, so that makes everything a little bit easier. When you get traded, people don't realize the impact, not just on you, but on, on family and friends and, and your whole life. Uh, you've been moved to a couple of different teams over the course of your career. 
what's that like and, and how does that go um, yeah, personally, it's uh, it's a challenge. You know, I, I've always been able to move my family with me, but this is the first time where my kids are in school and going to have to keep them there. Um, so that's kind of tough, but uh, on the, the positive side, um, I'm playing with a great team. I'm in a great situation, and I'm extremely happy to be here. A lot of phone calls, FaceTime, Skype. Yeah, all that, <laughs> all that. Yeah, whenever my wife's in the car with all the kids, she puts me on speaker and talk to them while they're driving. That's pretty cool. So when you got traded, obviously, you know, it's a little bit of a shock. But the other, you know, the flip side is the other team wants you. So what, what were your thoughts about the Golden State Warriors and what have you learned about the team? Yeah, I was extremely excited to come to a, a contender. Um, and I know how, how talented all these players are. I know what a great coach Mark Jackson is. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. that The upside is, is tremendous. And like you said, when a, when a team wants you, you know, it definitely feels good. Where do you see yourself fitting in, and have you talked to Mark Jackson? What does he expect of you? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of settled into, you know, that backup point guard role. You know, when Steph needs a break, come in there and defend and kind of run the offense um, and, and create shots for people, and that's what I love to do. You're a good shooter. Uh, what do you think when you see Clay Thompson and Steph Curry? Uh, they're, they're the best of the best. I mean, uh, they're extremely, you know, tough to guard. Um, uh, they both have uh, the trigger that they can shoot it really quick. You know, sometimes there's good shooters, but they, they need space, and, and those guys don't need any space to get their shot off that. So that kind of sets them apart from, from many of the great shooters. How about for yourself? Do you have keys for yourself? Do you need to have your feet set in a certain way? or? Uh, no, not necessarily. Well, you always try to get yourself uh, your feet the right way and, and get on balance. Um, but that doesn't always work out. You know, a pass might be high or short or low. Um, but really, you just uh, once you catch the ball, you have to make up your mind quickly that you're going to take that shot, be confident in it, and just let it fly. How how long does it take to to gel with with new teammates? It depends. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be really quickly. Sometimes it takes it's a little bit of a learning curve. Um, you know, I feel comfortable out there right now, but there is uh, you know, there's a little bit. The offense is a little bit different than, than L.A. Uh, some some players like to roll and pick and roll. Some players like to pop. And so those are kind of things I'm learning right now. We're talking with Steve Blake on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy. Let's find out a little bit more about you. You're a son of Miami. You played high school ball with Udonis Haslam. Uh, most players would be thrilled to play against one guy that played in the NBA, but you, both of you guys ended up. That had to be pretty cool. Yeah, I've uh, been blessed uh, to play with a lot of good players in high school and in college. So... Uh, he was one of those guys, a uh, really good friend, and uh, happy for all his success as well. What was it like playing for Gary Williams at Maryland? <laughs> it was awesome, man. He's, uh, he's as, as intense a coach as you can find. Um, but it just shows how much he cares and his passion for the game. And He was always teaching us and, and, and making us, uh, holding us accountable for, for our play on the court and how we act off the court. And a national championship comes your way. That ha- that had to be a thrill. Uh, uh, you're playing alongside uh, Juan Dixon, a former NBA player. Yeah, I played with Juan Dixon. Uh, Chris Wilcox was in the NBA. Lonnie Baxter for a little bit. Um, and we all we all had great friendships in college and, and great relationships. And that's that's what kind of made it so special is to to win it with with such great guys. Do you, uh, do your thoughts go back to that time when we get to March Madness? Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it feels like so long ago now, but. Uh, the best part about it is uh, being able to talk a little trash when that time comes. <laughs> so you'll rule the locker room. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some of the guys you've had a chance to play with in the pros. Who are some of your favorite teammates? Oh, I, I've, I've really loved all my teammates. Um, 
you know, but the notable people that people know, of course, you know, like uh, Gilbert Arenas, Alan Iverson, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Brandon Roy, Lamarcus Aldridge. I've played with a lot of great players, um, so I've been fortunate to, to do that, and and they've helped me be successful, and I've tried to tried to do my best to help them. I mentioned Gilbert Arenas. We had Gilbert when he was a young guy, and and all his uh, uh, problem that he had maybe in Washington. There, he is a uh, one eccentric player. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. He's he's. Uh, I've gotten. I got to know him really well. Um, he was an amazing talent on the basketball court, and uh, he was interesting to be around off the court. One of your teammates in LA, Kobe Bryant, uh, gave you the the competitor's compliment in the trade. How did that make you feel? It's great. You know. You know, to have a friend, uh, you know, say something positive about you. Um, you know, he's uh, to me was a great teammate, and I, I loved the same thing. You know, his competitiveness, his drive, um, and his one-track mind towards winning a championship, and he doesn't let anything get in his way. And I, re- I really respect that about him. Talking with Steve Blake, let's get a couple of thoughts on on your Warrior teammates right now. Uh, you've, you've seen Andrew Bogut play in this league for a long time. What do you like about his game? Well, Bogues, I mean, he's a big guy, and he, he understands the game really well. Um, for a big guy, he's a very good passer. He, he he loves to set screens for his teammates. He's in the right positioning on defense. And, you know, I played with him for a couple months uh, in Milwaukee, so I already knew um, his skill level, um, and that kind of sets him apart a little bit, you know, his his skills. And what is this magic elixir that Jermaine O'Neal has found, and where can we all get it? <laughs> well, that's, the way he's been playing, that's all I know since I've been here. So he's, uh, man, he's, you know, there's a reason he's been in the NBA so long. You know, he's a talented big man. Um, he's a great vocal leader for this team, which I'm noticing. And uh, so I look forward to getting out there on the court with him more. You mentioned the great players you've had a chance to, to, to play with. So you watch a guy like Steph Curry. People are throwing around the you know the term superstar, which is kind of overused. But but watching a player mature into that kind of a level, you know what what things happen to make that player special, and what can happen for Steph to for him to get there. Well, he definitely has the the skill and the ability, and you know he's definitely you know he's obviously an all star. Um, you know, if, and if he continues to play this way, I think he'll just gain more confidence and understand that role a little bit better every single year and he's kind of uh you know of the great players I played with he's kind of a mix between uh like a Steve Nash and Allen Iverson a little bit um so he's got a special special skill and talent and I'm uh look forward to watching him day in and day out you know have you had a chance even to to uh get out and look at the Bay Area at all no not too much it's been pretty pretty busy since I've been there um you know the first day I was there, I flew in at three o'clock and then was playing in a game by seven. So, uh, and then the next day, I was, you know, working out on the basketball court and looking for a couple places to live. So it's been kind of a whirlwind. Uh, but when I get back, uh, I think my family's going to come visit and we'll kind of try to settle in a little more. Yeah, it's different with the family. When you're away from basketball, the family occupies your time. Are you finding movies or books or anything to to, to occupy your time now? Well, we're, while we're on the road, that's what I do. I, I stay in the room, watch movies. Uh, they need to update the movies in the hotels because I think I've seen them all. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a homebody, um, and I'm always, if I'm not with my wife and kids, it's what I do is just stay in pretty much. Family will be able to come up maybe on spring break or something? Uh, well, they're, they're coming for like three or four days when we get back from this trip, and then uh, after that I'm not sure. All right. 
Well, best of luck with that. Uh, we're thrilled to have you with the Golden State Warriors, and, and uh, hopefully uh, this team will, will continue to play well and, and head toward another successful postseason run. Well, thanks a lot. I think uh, we're going to have a, a great finish to the year. My thanks to the newest Golden State Warrior, and that is guard Steve Blake. A reminder that Metro PCS and the Warriors have teamed up to offer fans special pricing for select Warriors games. Stop by any participating Bay Area Metro PCS store to pick up your voucher tonight. For complete details, including the list of participating locations, go to warriors.com slash Metro PCS. Later on in the show, we will relive a great night of Warriors history one year ago tonight. At Madison Square Garden, Steph Curry had 54 points, a career high, as the Warriors took on the New York Knicks. The Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Elevation sensation for Harrison Barnes. Golden State Warriors basketball. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Well, the Golden State Warriors continue in their efforts to make the Bay Area an even better place to live. And recently, Warriors center Festus Azili, along with Warriors hostess Ruby Lopez and the Warrior Girls, hosted a Read to Achieve reading rally. It was presented by Ross Dress for Less at Uloa Elementary School in San Francisco in an effort to get the students fired up for the second half of the school year. Festus spoke to the students about the importance of education, read from the book Curious George. In fact, he asked them questions, and the ones who answered correctly were eligible for Warriors prizes. It's year number 12 that the Warriors and Ross Dress for Less have partnered for Read to Achieve Reading Rallies to highlight to kids the importance of education, to apply themselves academically, striving for perfect attendance, and of course, the lifetime love of reading. It's all part of the Warriors' continuing off-court efforts try to make the Bay Area an even better place to live. Everybody, please welcome Festa Kazili. If you guys don't know this, I grew up in Nigeria. One of the first things was I had to, I had to come to the United States, and so I, I read about the United States. I've seen it in papers, and... You know, it was very exciting. I came here on vacation, and I actually came here to go to school. I came here to further my education, so and my parents are very big on education. You know, if it wasn't for reading, I wouldn't have been able to see my contract to sign for the Warriors, so. <laughs> Today, we're just talking to kids about the importance of reading. Just trying to let them know that, I mean, education is very important. Reading is the basic form of education and something that everybody needs to have to be successful and just you know the kids listen to us because we are role models um, being that we play basketball and they love the Warriors so just want to use that as a, as a leverage to get them to listen and understand that reading is very important. Golden State Warriors basketball. Steph Curry from distance, his seventh three-pointer of the game. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Warriors box. Last night, 103 to 83, the Warriors were their second largest defeat this season at the hands of the Chicago Bulls. And Golden State now 0-6 out of the year. 
they score 85 points or fewer. I'm Tim Roy. The Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues with questions from you at Warriors Box, Warriors B-O-X. We try to answer as many as we can. First of all, well, Bay Area Bias wants to know what happened last night. Well, if you look over an 82-game season, and you take it from Indiana and Miami and San Antonio to Oklahoma City down to Philadelphia, every team has four or five games where it just doesn't work. And for whatever the reason, they can't get anything going, can't get back in the game. It's almost impossible to play at a high level for 82 games. You know, basketball is such a stressful sport to begin with. And so I think last night was just one of those nights. They had a chance to seize control of the game last night. They didn't do it. In the first quarter, their defense was good. They were holding the Bulls to 20-something percent shooting, but they only led by three. They squandered too many chances couple of uh, silly turnovers, and once Chicago got their groove going, that's a mentally tough squad. It's well coached, and they really took control of the game and would not let the Warriors uh, back in it. It's something the Warriors have to learn from, though, because there will be teams like that if you get to the postseason. They're going to play a game like that, and you have to find a way uh, to fight through it. Let's move on. Uh, Rosenberry P. wants to know, why wouldn't the Warriors be interested in Danny Granger or another forward? Well, Right now, they have 15 on the roster spot. So other than Hilton Armstrong, who's on a 10-day contract, I think at some point you have to say, okay, this is the group we're going with. Uh, You bring in a guy like Danny Granger, whose minutes does he take? Do you want to sit Harrison Barnes at the small forward? I mean, I'm all about adding as much talent as you can. But I think in this case... You know, at some point, the Warriors are going to run out of minutes for people. And as you know, especially in the playoffs, the rotations get shortened. You're playing eight, maybe nine guys tops. And so I think right now, I think they're pretty happy where they are. I think the one guy that could really add to the mix is Festus Azili. And he continues to work hard. He says he's going to be back before the end of the regular season. That's going to give you that extra big body, that extra big defender. Or in the case if you're playing a team like the Houston Rockets with a Dwight Howard, that gives you another six fouls to play with to keep Howard from getting layups and dunks and put him on the free throw line. So that's the guy I think that when he gets healthy could be a real difference maker uh, for the Warriors. A-Tang34 wants to know a question along the same line. Any chance the Warriors add any of the buyout guys? I would say at this point it looks really uh, thin. Remember, they all have to be signed and, and on your roster by March the 1st to be eligible for the postseason. And, you know, I really don't see where the Warriors would sign a guy just for the final uh, two months of the year. If they were going to sign a guy, I think they would have left a roster spot open at this point. Last night, the Warriors had their four-game win streak snapped in Chicago, and David Lee returned to action. He did come off the bench, but the four-game win streak, in part, was because when Mark Jackson called for Draymond Green to help out inside, he responded with the best basketball of his career, including a career-high 18 points against the Brooklyn Nets. He sat down with Warriors TV announcer Bob Fitzgerald and talked about his recent play. Tell me about some of these dunks on people right now. When you get the ball, you're going in, you're trying to crush it on guys. This has happened in recent games. It's kind of fun. Well, you know, I've just kind of just taken the mindset of, you know, like if I go in with the mindset that I'm going to dunk the ball and I can't dunk it, like it's an easier layup as opposed to if I go go in with the mindset of laying the ball up and, you know, someone contests that, then it makes it a tougher shot, you know, so... I've just been trying to just keep an aggressive mindset and, you know, go to the hole and dunk the ball. I mean, most of the times you're 
you got a better chance of getting a foul call if you go in and try to dunk the ball, um, as opposed to trying to lay the ball up. And you know, um, I mean, respect is earned in this league. And coming in as a first, second year player, you're not going to get as many calls as a guy who's been in the league for ten years. And that's just that's every aspect of life. Whether you work in corporate America, you're not going to have as much say as someone who's been there twenty years. You know, and so you just gotta. I just try to keep that mindset and just make sure that you know I'm going to the whole aggressive and you know trying to finish the best way possible and you know of course I mean losing a little weight has helped you know and can get up a little more so you know it's cool 80% from the line this past month you know a year ago you're a good free throw shooter early on scuff a little bit from the line I see you now at the line and you look like last year you look like that 80% free throw shooter we kind of came to expect just more reps or just more relaxed with more playing time or what would you attribute that to um i mean it's you know i've continued to get reps up I'm, i never stopped getting reps up um one thing about free throw shooting is confidence you know and i kind of lost confidence in it i'm not gonna lie but you know i would shoot free throws um with harrison and our assistant coach joe every day and i'll still be sitting there just thinking about it thinking about it and i'm missing it you know, and Joe start talking to me about the most random stuff and be like, oh, you just made 10 in a row. You stop thinking about it and just start shooting the basketball. And I kind of took that mindset into the game of, you know, just go up to the line and know I'm going to make that shot, but not sit there. You know, it got to a point where I was sitting there thinking about every possible way I'm going to miss this shot. And you think like that, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And, you know, so it kind of helped me out with, you know, him doing that and just – kind of going up there with the mindset of I'm going to go up here and knock this shot down and, you know, nothing else. Just don't think about nothing else. Just go up there and shoot the basketball, and I think that's helped me out a ton. All right, last question here. I've heard an urban legend that uh, there was a Draymond Green involved in the Michigan State spring football game. Now, you got to tell me this story here. I mean, you you were going to go play Spartan football during the spring game? What what happened with this? I actually played in the spring game uh, going into my senior year. You know, I love football, you know, and – it came down to, you know, I played, I actually played, stopped after my freshman year of high school because it came down to the point of, all right, which sport am I better at? Which which sport do I have a better shot at making it at? And which sport do I love more? You know, I, I love watching football, but I love playing basketball. I love everything about basketball. Basketball has always been my first love. So, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, just see, you know, what those guys go through because you always, you know, you see these big-time players and, you know, there's probably a 65 to 70% chance, maybe higher, maybe a little lower, who knows, but that you're going to redshirt when you're going to college as a football player. And I always wonder why. You know, these guys are so good coming out of high school, and yet you get to college and you redshirt. Like, why? And then, so, you know, I always, I always supported our football team at Michigan State, but I always wanted to play, and I'm really close with the entire coach staff and a lot of players. You know, so I was, saw Coach D one day at one of our basketball games, and I said, Coach D, I want to play in the spring game. It was probably January. And he was like, okay, come out there. So I'm like, all right. So it started getting close to the spring game. I think it was like two weeks before, a week and a half, two weeks before. And I, I went up to his office. I went to the football building and went to his office. I said, Coach D. This is Mark D'Antonio, the head coach of Michigan State, beat Stanford, had the great 12-1 season this year. Yeah, and I said, Coach D, um, I want to play in the spring game. I wasn't joking when I told you that. He said, okay. 
So the spring game on Thursday. He said, "Come out to practice next Tuesday, and we'll get you get you all your pads and stuff. We'll get you some." Do they have pads that fit you and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. All those guys way bigger than me out there, and so I went out there, and they showed me some routes, and um, they were showing me how to get off press coverage and all that stuff. So were you gonna be tight end or wide out, or where were you? I lined up at wide out the first play, and I um, no, I lined up at tight end the first play. And we were supposed to go on set hit, and one of our nose tackles, I'm really good friends with it. He was down there just like, hit, hit. So I wasn't looking at the ball. All I heard was hit. And I took off running, and everybody was standing there laughing at me. So then in the very next play, they lined me up at um, at wideout. And Johnny Adams, which was our best cornerback at the time, um, he got super close to the line. Like, if he got any closer, he was offside. And so... Mind you, I told you they they showed me how to get off press coverage and all that. So now he was so close to the line that I'm sitting there thinking, like, why is this dude this close to the line? I got out there and I forgot everything they taught me. I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, I'm about to run out there and catch a pass. And I'm thinking, like, why is he so close to the line? So I, the, the ball was snapped. And I stood straight up, and he was under my pass, and all you just heard it was, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, oh, my God. So, but he held me for too long, so I know getting a uh, – a defensive holding penalty. It was cool, but it was it was rough. He jammed me up so hard. Like, I, I don't know. I had no idea what he was. I mean, once I said it, thought about it, like, that's why he was that close to the line. But I was just so excited, thinking, like, I'm about to catch a pass in the spring game. It was funny. He jammed me up something crazy, though. Could LeBron play football or could basketball players play football? Do you think that's a huge adjustment or, I mean, just that little sample there being in the spring game? And what do you think about that? I mean, every football player thinks they can play basketball and every basketball player thinks they can play football. Just like every basketball player thinks they can rap and every rapper thinks they can play basketball. You know, it's just everybody thinks they can do everything. But, uh, I mean, you know, I think, you know, with the type of athlete LeBron is, he can definitely get out there and, you know, with, he'll have a lot to learn because the learning curve is so different. I learned that in my one day of practice. Uh, it's a huge learning curve, but I gained a complete different <laughs> respect for those guys when I went out there to that practice in that game because they have to learn so much. They Just everything they do. I mean, obviously, I know how much they work out being that, you know, we worked out in the same uh, weight room. And, you know, I got for great good friends on that team. And, you know, so I see everything that they do. But... The learning curve and just everything, so it's just so much to learn. And I gained a completely different respect for those guys going out there. So it's like you sit on the sideline and you sit in the stands like, man, I would have caught that pass. You'll never hear me say that because <laughs> I know how tough it is. You're one of the guys that's been the constant all year long, so just keep doing what you're doing. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, that is the one and only Draymond Green. Thanks for your questions. We try to get to as many as we can, and I will try to answer those that we didn't answer on the air of via Twitter. Again, Warriors Vox, Warriors V-O-X, or send me an email. Tim Roy, T-I-M-R-O-Y-E, at Warriors.com. Well, it was one year ago tonight. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors hit the floor at Madison Square Garden. They were coming off a tough loss at Indiana, a loss that cost them David Lee because of a pushing match with Indiana center Roy Hibbert. Steph Curry got involved and spilled over slightly into the stands, and so it was an undermanned Golden State Warriors squad that hit the floor. But the Warriors had one thing in their favor. Steph Curry hit the floor and decided, I'm going to put my team on my back tonight. I am going to try to carry us to the win. And it was such a special night. A career high, 54 for one Steph Curry.
Well, right now, without further ado, we have to step back in time. Madison Square Garden, the Golden State Warriors, and the New York Knicks. Warriors guard Steph Curry, he would put out a show that those who are there will never forget. And those who watched and listened will talk about this game for years to come. Steph Curry putting up 54 points at Madison Square Garden. Stephen Curry's Garden Party. Curry directing traffic. Curry had 23 in the first half last night. He's got 19 right now. Jack DeLandry to Harrison Barnes. Right side Curry, 7 on the clock, gets to the paint. Shoots over a double team and knocked it in. So many different things to talk about. David Lee got suspended after what happened last night in Indiana. You had Rasheed Wallace from the New York side out for the year. He's going to have surgery. Now, that was not as big a story as Mark Jackson coming back to this building, first time as a head coach. And then Steph Curry took all those storylines. He took it like a piece of paper went like this. Just crumbled them all up and threw them away. Said, no, no, no. This is going to be about me tonight here in New York. Here's Curry on the right side. Again, a defensive breakdown. Curry gets the screen from Thompson, feeds Clay. Working on Felton, backs him down, draws two, feeds Curry. Good look away move down the lane. Tears drop up and in. Beautiful move by Steph Curry. Kick out to Jack, cross court to Curry. Curry crossover dribble down the lane to the rim. It's good with an underhand scoop. Beautiful move by Steph Curry. The Warriors aren't playing that well. They're only shooting 30%, but they're down eight. Steph Curry out of his gourd. What a night for Steph Curry. Landry, skip pass, Curry, right corner, lets it fly, three ball, right corner pocket for Steph Curry. And just like that, Golden State has cut it down to a four-point lead for New York. A great look that time by Jared Jack. What's going on with Steph Curry? Showing it all off tonight under the bright lights in the big city. Jared down the floor, takes the middle, to the foul line, terminates the dribble, out to Steph, he's open again, knocks down another one! Hello, New York! Steph Curry's in town. He's got 19 first half points. And the Warriors on top, 40-37. to 37. My goodness gracious, Steph Curry, 8 of 14, 21 points. He was coming down, pulling from, from the hash mark. He was making, he got one of the purest Jays in, in this NBA that I've seen in a long time. Bounce pass to Green. Back to Curry, give and go, great fake. Takes a three, my, Steph Curry! Well, Paul Bacon felt it could do nothing. He floated helplessly by, drifting to the baseline, and Curry's got 30 points. Talk about being in a zone. Barnes steps around the shepherd, down the right wing he goes. Wade gets the screen, takes a three, and man, Steph Curry, he owns New York tonight. 11 of 18th before he's got 33 points. Yeah, he put on a clinic. What a show here at the Garden. Curry with a dribble, stumbles on it, down the lane, gets to the rim, left hand, of course it goes in as he tumbles down, he's got 35. New York Knicks with a bright orange basketball. Curry takes it far side, waits and gets a screen, goes away from the screen, dribbles, gets the pick now, turns and shoots the three, it's ridiculous! That had no chance of going in, turning right shoulder. Here's Anthony to the front court. Anthony crossover dribble, shoots a running three on the way. That rattles and doesn't go. Steph Curry is out of his mind. There was no chance for that shot, not only to be taken, to go any spun on a screen outside the three-point line from the right angle and buried it. He's got 38 points, Warriors down three. 
as we start the fourth quarter. Stoudemire off the bench now with double figures. Curry off the screen. That's a way out there by the hash mark. Oh, I like it. I like it, Hot. Put some more curry on that dish. 89-88 New York. That was sick. Dole Curry all the time. Draymond Green with the block of his young career. Here's Curry behind the back, gets it full daylight, knocks it down again! It's all white light for Steph Curry. If Mark Jackson were calling this game, he'd be saying, Mama, there goes that man. Treat me like, like a pitcher just throwing a no-hitter, uh, not trying to touch my right hand and all that funny stuff. So. Uh, I mean, I knew I was knocking down you know, a lot of shots, so I knew it was a good night. Just didn't realize you know, exactly what that meant. I was trying not to look at the scoreboard or anything. Um, you don't want to jinx yourself and get too excited because you always had to get the win. Five on the clock, got to go. Down the lane, scoop to the hoop, no good. Tipped away, Curry has it. Curry with a two-on-two. Pull up, three. Yes! Wow! 49 for Curry, and the Warriors lead 100-99. to Unbelievable! Time on New York. You a hot boy. Steph Curry on fire. The inbound to Curry turns to a right wing three and buries it. Belton somehow inexplicably loses him on a switch, and the Knicks down by one. Ties an NBA season high with 52 points. Warriors are hoping for maybe a game winner here. Curry off the screen, gets a three look. He's got it, another one! Over 50 points for Steph Curry. 52 off a down screen, got a three look, and the Warriors on top, 103-102. 54 points. That's an all-time, all-time performance. Golden State Warriors basketball. Left side, Bogut touch pass to David Lee. Two-hand rim racker for Lee. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Curry dribbles down the lane. Hand off to Hilton Armstrong for a two-hand flush. Well, the Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues. I, Tim Roy, talking with Hilton Armstrong. He's here from Santa Cruz on a 10-day contract. Second time up this year for you. And, and uh, first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Tell me about the the work that you do when you're in Santa Cruz to try to get yourself uh, back to the NBA. Uh, you know, working with uh, Casey Hill, the head coach, he gets us um, prepared. We know the plays. Uh, most of them, it's an easy transition for when we come up here. And other than that, just try and rebound and defend. Um, for me, I know that's where I'm going to make my career, so I'm just trying to perfect that as much as possible. Having that familiarity, and you've been moved to a couple of different teams over the course of your career, how much easier is it that for you? What kind of things are you able to do right away that maybe in a different situation where you have to learn new terminology and, and new sets? You know, what kind of things are you able to do right away? Um, right away, just I know some of the plays, and that's the easiest thing for me right now uh, because this um, head coach of Santa Cruz, he just prepared us so well for it. Um, just step in whenever the team needs me. Uh, if someone's going down, I think I'm ready to step in and help out as much as possible and just keep the wheel turning. Everybody in the D-League wants to be in the NBA. That's that's a given. But from <clears throat> everything I've heard, if you have to play in the D-League, Santa Cruz is a pretty cool place to do it. Uh, by far, Santa Cruz is the best city in the D-League. Um, for me personally, uh, I like it better than Dallas um, and L.A. 
Uh, we have the beach right there. And other than the geography, the fans are amazing. Like the crowd, sold out game every night. Um, no matter if we're winning or losing, the crowd is there. When we're down most of the time, the crowd win the game for us. They give us so much energy and we fight back. And they definitely are the best support system I've ever seen. Hilton Armstrong, our guest, I'm Tim Roy. Let's find out a little bit more about you. You grew up in Peekskill, New York, and, and uh, many high schools would love to have one guy that ended up in the NBA as far as their basketball program is concerned, but, uh, of course, that's also the home of Elton Brand. Yes, yes. Um, I grew up watching him play, um, went to his games, and it was exciting seeing him play. Um, everyone knew he was going to go to the NBA since high school, and everyone, especially myself, looked up to him, and I just tried to put as much work as he did. Um, his work ethic is unbelievable. And I just did probably half of what he did, and I got here. And I'm very fortunate and blessed to be here. Yeah, he's, had a, he's had a great career. And I understand that uh, you were putting on a little bit of a show as a high school player the night they retired his jersey there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, one of my great friends in high school, we um, had a certain play. Uh, while he was there, they threw, he threw it off the backboard on a fast break, and I thought another guy was going to actually take it, but I jumped over him, took it out of his hands, and I dunked on his back. So it was pretty cool. And at the time, um, Elton Brand, Darius Miles, and Corey McGetty, they did their little sign. They like, hit their hands on the head. So <laughs> my best friend and I, we did it back to them, and they did it back. It was, it was a highlight of my high school career. Corey McGetty, a former Golden State Warrior. Uh, you started getting recruited in high school. What was that like, and at what point did you realize, you know, hey, this could be something to follow up? Um, I was getting recruited by a lot of lower D1 schools. Um, I really didn't get the opportunity from UConn until I played against uh, Springfield <coughs> and um, played in Springfield in Connecticut. And that was probably one of the best games, my high school games. They were actually there recruiting someone from the other team. I forgot who it was. And I just had a good game. They saw me and Calhoun, Jim Calhoun um, spoke to me after the game. And from there... It just it just happened. A great UConn coach, and you go to UConn, and uh, as a sophomore, you guys are in the NCAA championship game. That was quite a team. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, Mecca Oakford, Ben Gordon, Charlie Villanueva, Josh Boone. We, uh, we had like a lot of NBA players on that team, and some great overseas players um, come from that team, and that was by far the biggest accomplishment out of basketball that I've ever been a part of. Um, a national championship, not too many people get to say they have it, and I'm very blessed to have that. Now, is this year the 10th anniversary of that team? Um, 04? Yeah, 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 04. Yeah, it is. It is. Are they, are they going to bring you guys back at all at some point? I haven't heard about that, but yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice to get us all together and sit down and reminisce and hook up. What does Mark Jackson, as we get back to the Warriors, what does Mark Jackson talk to you about? What does he expect from you? Uh, just to be ready. Um, whenever I get in, just keep the level up um, or bring it up so we can get, get back into the game and rebound, defend, run the floor, and don't try to do too much. Just stick to what I know and just fit in. You mentioned Elton Brand, his work ethic. That's kept him in the league for a, for a very long time. But what do you see when you look at a guy like Jermaine O'Neal? Uh, first thing that came to mind when I met him was leadership. Uh, his leadership is matched by none. Uh, even when he's not in the game, like when he was hurt, um, I could just see what he brings to the game, and I love it. 
um, just his presence around the team is such an impact. It can help so much. Um, he's a vet. He knows the game. His experience. He's wise. And I'm very fortunate to be around him for the time that I do have. So when you're on the bench and you're watching guys like Jermaine or Bogut or even a David Lee play, do you try to pick up little things? Do you try to study what they do? Yes, definitely, especially defensively. Um, they're early with all their, with most of their uh, defensive principles, uh, weak side help and Gardner, man, they're very physical, um, trying to keep them away from the rim and make everything difficult for, for the opponents. Is this the most talented team you've been around in the NBA? Um, definitely, by far. Um, every position is scoring, and then Draymond Green, I love to watch him play. I'm a defensive guy, so watching him play out there, the effort that he gives on that end of the floor is just, is just um, incredible. He has no fear. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I love that about him. Guys like that, it's just you can't find too many of those, and when you do find them, you definitely need them on your team. What other things other than basketball uh, keep Hilton Armstrong fired up? Uh, my family. Yeah, I have two beautiful kids and a wife, and I just need them in my life to keep me happy and to keep me going. And where are they right now? They're in Houston, Texas. How hard is that? It's very difficult, um, but I knew coming in that it would be, coming into the job, it would be like that. It's very stressful, but at the same time, knowing that I'm providing for my family the way I am is, is also a blessing. I got a question. You played overseas. You could park it over there and make yourself a ton of money over there at some team, somewhere, some league. Why come back to the D-League? Why why go through that? Um, just growing up, man, just the NBA itself. Um, it's not all about the money all the time, just happiness. And for me, being in the NBA keeps me happy. Um, NBA is definitely a huge goal and accomplishment that I have. And to have that around with me makes me – it makes me proud, and I could put my chin up and just be happy with that. Well, you should be. Only a handful of guys ever get a chance to lace them up in the NBA, and you've done that uh, numerous times. Best of luck to you, and, and uh, hopefully this, uh, this will work out after the 10-day. appreciate it very much. Thank you. That's Hilton Armstrong on a 10-day contract from Santa Cruz, and you can't help but root for a guy like that, a really nice young man who's trying to continue that dream of playing in the NBA, and we hope he has many more years to come. Well, the Warriors and eSurance are offering you the chance to win your very own custom Warriors motorcycle, and trust me, it looks really sweet. Sign up for your chance to participate in the eSurance Encore Tournament Challenge for a chance to win a custom Warriors motorcycle. Registration is free. Sign up tonight at warriors.com slash motorcycle. Four games left on the road trip. We'll take a look at that as the Warriors Weekly Roundtable wraps up here on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Draymond goes to work with three, with two, runner, right hand flip on the rim, and down! Draymond Green! We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Time has once again flown by on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy, and a look at the upcoming broadcast brought to you by Cash Creek Casino Resort. Tomorrow night, right here in New York City, the Big Apple at the world's most famous arena, the Warriors and the New York Knicks from Madison Square Garden. 4.45 is our airtime as Golden State will try to slow down the tenacious scoring of Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, what's up? He's going to drive by Davis. Step back jumper. Good! Oh, he got him! From 12 feet away in the paint, Carmelo. He's got 40. 
Warriors and Knicks tomorrow, 445 the airtime on KMBR 680. We'll have a full pregame show on Sunday. The matinee from Toronto starts at 1230. And look, there, up in the air, it's DeMar DeRozan. Lowry with it. The left corner, DeRozan. Ball fake, dribble move, baseline jumper, up and good. DeRozan scores with 40.7 seconds to go. Warriors and Raptors, 12.30 on Sunday on KBR 680 and the Warriors Radio Network. Then it's on to Indiana to take on the very tough Pacers, 3.45 the airtime. And is there a better rising star in the league than Paul George? Off the ball, here goes George to the other end. And that's a season-high 36, a 360-degree spin as he thundered it down with the right hand. Warriors and Pacers, Tuesday, March the 4th at Indiana, 345 the airtime on KMBR 680, the sports leader, and the Warriors Radio Network. And one more time, the road trip will wrap up in Boston on Wednesday, March the 5th, 415 the airtime, and John Rondo is back for the Seas. Fox turns, jumper, no good, rebound, Rondo, triple-double again, bounce pass lead, a little too far for Brandon Bass, goes out of bounds. Celtics will turn it over, but they lead by 23, and Rondo has done it again. It's 18th career triple-double, 14 of them on national TV. Warriors and the Celtics, two of the original members of the NBA. They battle at 4.15 on Wednesday afternoon. And then we come right back to another Warriors Weekly Roundtable on Thursday, March the 6th. And then Golden State will have a couple of home games for tickets for the rest of the season. You can go online at warriors.com or by calling one gsw Who? I want to thank all of our guests on tonight's show, including the newest Golden State Warrior. That is Steve Blake. And thanking him for his insights on how he plans to adapt to Mark Jackson and his new teammates. My thanks to Hilton Armstrong on the 10-day contract from Santa Cruz. And best of luck as he continues in his quest to earn consistent NBA minutes. I hope it works out for him. I want to thank all of you for participating in Warriors Vox. You can follow me on Twitter at WarriorsVOX and send your questions there. Thanking the producer who is always watching Round Ball, that's R.C. Davis. Dave Feldhouse at the controls. Stay tuned. Ray Woodson is awaiting your calls and comments, so please dial him up at 808-CAN-BR. That's 808-CAN-BR. Hi, Tim Roy. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Madison Square Garden as the Warriors take on the next 445 the airtime right here on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Stolen by Iguodala. Right to Clay Thompson. Back to Iguodala. One dribble goes to the rim. And he scores with the right hand. For tickets, go to warriors.com or call 1-888-GSW-HOOP.